I welcome you to the greatest show on earth. Created to be a creator. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. And we're talking about finances today. Everybody needs generational wealth. And that's what this episode is about. I have an expert here. He's an expert, y'all. Justin Brown. Justin, tell everybody what's up. What's up? What's up, people? Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, Jayla, thank you for having me. Uh, let's talk about some numbers, y'all. Let's talk about numbers. First, Justin, tell us who you are real quick. All right. So this is very simple. Uh, I'm just a normal guy who was just lucked up and, you know, smart enough to understand money uh, and was eager enough to learn about it. Um, I grew up in Georgia for the most part of my life. Um, grew up in Clayton County, uh, played football, went to college, uh, didn't even study finances, really went to school for journalism. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. I wanted to do sports broadcasting. I can see that. I honestly can see uh, you doing that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't even really understand or, like, know how I started to learn about money. It just interested me. Um, and then I just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Let me ask you this real quick. What is your daily schedule? Like the, all right, so we wake up at 5. Mm-hmm. Um, you might read, pray, um, listen to some something of an inspirational vitamin, mm-hmm. uh, go work out, come back, start either meetings, working on pending deals, um, pretty much all the way up until about 7, 8 o'clock, depending on... Yeah, because we go off of our schedule and then whoever we're meeting with. So, you know, if somebody's coming, like if somebody's coming with some money, I'll meet (laughs) with them at 9 o'clock at night. Really? Yeah, like I had a client call me. Um, We had some paperwork to do. We were on the phone at 9.30 last night. Wow. Yeah, so it doesn't, it's hours kind of all over (laughs) over the place. Yeah, nah. So if somebody called you right now, you're going to get up and walk out of town? Nah, nah. Um... (laughs) It depends who, you know what I'm saying? We <laughs> yeah. might have to put pause, but nah, nah. Uh, so it just it just depends on, like, what's going on throughout the day. But usually start at that 8 a.m. mark and then kind of end at that 6 or 7 mark. You can't beat that. So let me ask you this real quick. Who's who's in your circle? Is it just money people, finance, financial people, or is it all, all well-rounded? What you mean by well-rounded? Like... You got some people who, you know, that's my person I can talk about football with. That's my person I can talk about money with. Uh, a little bit of both, but my, my circle is leaning a lot more towards the money that's good. Uh, part. Um, just because I can talk football with them, too. Okay, you know I got you. So everybody's well around it. Yeah, so that's it's like thing. if if I'm going to talk about with if I'm going to talk to anybody, it might as well be somebody who can either lead me to some money yeah. or we can make some money together. So what you think? People should have in their circle, people who they can. Yeah, I feel like people who you can make some money with or at least talk about making some money with. Yeah. Like, you've been sociable all your life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't that much more laughs in the world. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, talk about some money. Because you could laugh and, you know, a lot of the times um, in my circle, when you talk about money, you laugh about other things as well. That is true. So it's not like it's just all numbers and percentages and yeah. things of that nature is usually uh, the best money comes from the best relationships. So, That's good. Yeah, it works out in my So favorite. you saying build relationships? Absolutely. That's good. Let me ask you this. Um, what do you think are the best ways to improve our finances? Only reason why I ask you this is because 
I feel like a lot of people, we we ne- we get the money. We pray for the blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, send us money, send us money. But if you don't know what to do with $100, uh, <laughs> God ain't going to give you 1000 So you absolutely. have to know what to do with your money. All right. So um, this is how we kind of go through the steps with our clients, especially with the clients who, uh, well, pretty much every client, but the best way to manage your money or even budget is to be broke on paper. That's good. So when I fill out my expenses, and I mean like every expense, from bills to leisure expense, like going out, shopping, how much do you spend in a month, through everything, like even down to giving your kids allowances. Wow. After all of that, how much money do you have left over? With all that money left over, mm-hmm. put it somewhere. Because we have a saying, and it makes perfect sense, unallocated money goes wasted. Mm-hmm. Because it's, okay, so if money, do you agree that uh, time is money? No. You don't? No. I do. You don't? Why? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> because I feel like time is money, but money isn't time. It don't got to be both. It just got to be the first one. Okay. So, okay. So, so time is money. Break so, it down. So if time equals money, right? Yeah. That means if you ever, if you have a schedule and you have uh, a block of time open, mm-hmm. you find yourself wasting that time. And then later on okay. you find yourself like, oh, I forgot to do this. <laughs> I could have did this. Yeah. So it's the same thing with money. If you have extra money left over that isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. you're going to make it go somewhere. Yeah. And usually it's going to make it, you're going to make it go somewhere where it's not going to make money for you. So what I mean by be broke on paper is allocate every penny that you have mm-hmm. to something after bills, after expenses, and things of that nature. So on paper, it should like you have no money, but really you have a percentage in savings, mm-hmm. bills paid for, a percentage in investments, yeah. uh, every you know family protection plan, things of that nature. So uh, that would be the best way that I would give advice to someone to say how to start budgeting is to be broke on paper. I like that. So would you say that, I saw someone say it's not good to have your money in banks or in all banks. Why is that? Is it not good to have um, your money in the bank? It de- it, it depends. Um, it, it honestly just depends on what you're doing with your money in the bank. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to say don't put your money in the <laughs> bank, but I will say it's better place that you could put as far as getting interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to get much of a, a great percentage yeah. saving money in the bank, um, and a dollar that isn't growing is is getting worse. Yeah. I have, I had a football coach um, in high school. He always used to say this, and it stuck with me. You either getting better, or you getting worse. You never staying the same. Yeah. So your dollar is doing the same thing. So if it's not growing the yeah. best that it can, it's getting worse. Yeah. So I wouldn't tell nobody to not put their money in the bank, <laughs> but. but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're Do something with your money, basically. Yeah. Okay, hold on. What's the hardest hurdle to jump over when getting your finances together? Discipline. Yeah. Discipline. And then probably, like, when you don't have no money, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Like That's you, true. You plan it before the money even comes. <laughs> That's me. You planning it. I already planned the invest. That's me. <laughs> I'm talking about, sometimes I don't even plan to invest. I plan really? to do leisure stuff. Yeah. It's, it's human nature. So yeah. uh, that's probably the hardest thing is um, being disciplined mm-hmm. with what you got and then being disciplined with what you get before you even get it. That's good. Now let's talk about stocks and crypto. Uh, yeah, everybody want to talk about that. <laughs> everybody want to talk about that. Break that down. So I honestly, um, for me, about a year ago, I started learning how to read the market. Okay. Um, so it's a market we got to read. 
I mean, you don't have to, cause I, I, my, my mentor, he's like, I don't have time to do all that, yeah. so I just put my money there. Are you serious? Literally. So he has a, we have a rule at our firm, um, and it's not a rule that you gotta stick by, but it's one that he wants us to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a very good job of sticking by it. So, ten percent of anything that you make, yeah, you put it to an investment. Okay. You either put it to the side to invest in the future or mm-hmm. you put it into an investment immediately. Mm-hmm. So, But give your other 10s to the church. Huh? Absolutely. Please, please give your 10 to the church. <laughs> <laughs> the other so, 10, not this 10. Yeah, so um, that's our rule. So he, like, 10%, he just goes to anything that he believes in. And really the most popular stocks, like Tesla. Now, I don't read the stock market. I read the foreign exchange and the crypto market. Okay. Um. So, but for me, that's that's as simple as it is, just investing but, 10. But what is it? Like, how do you know what to invest? Uh, you. It's kind of like gambling. It's definitely gambling, but I will say this. When you learn the market, uh-huh. you increase your chances, what, make, what makes it not gambling. Because okay. it's like reading cards. Okay. So if I could read the market, I could read cards in the casino. Yeah. And then you increase your chances. Yeah. So it's the same thing. A lot of people don't want to spend the time to learn how to do it. That's true. Um, so for those who don't, like, even though I know how to read the market, I don't have time. Like, my <laughs> my schedule is already packed. Yeah. So for me, I joined a group. Okay. And I just pay them monthly. They tell me what to do, where to get in. Yeah. And, you know, luckily it's someone that I trust. I had a friendship with. Um, so it works out for me, but... For someone who's like, oh, like, I know everybody's going crazy about Sheeb right now. Yeah. Like, my mom came in the room and was like, hey, I need you to. I'm like, mom, it's too late. It's it's too late. It's already up. So, you So, know, you catch it when it's down. Absolutely. You buy low, sell high. Gotcha. So, like, at the highest that it's been, like Sheeb, for example, mm-hmm. it reached the all-time high. Yeah. So, I sold a portion of it. Oh, so you was already in up. Yeah, I was in like three oh, months you? ago. Oh, that's what's up. The, my homegirl, she texted me. She texted me like four months ago and was like, buy some. So I bought some. She texted me like two months ago. She was like, I was reading it this morning. It's going to go up. Buy some more. What? So I bought some more. And it's it's just that simple. So it's like, that's how we were just talking about relationships. Yeah. Like, that relationship, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been a part of that group for about two months because of my time. Wow. As far as payments. Yeah. But she didn't care about the money. We were so cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... You know, that relationships is, is very important. But, yeah, so, like, you, you buy low, sell high. So we bought at the lowest point. Mm-hmm. It hit, hit the highest point. So we're going to sell some, let it relax a little bit, maybe even let it pull back, buy some more, and watch it go up again. You can't beat that. Now, what is crypto? Because that just kind of popped up, didn't it? Or it's been nah, for it's, a minute. It's been for a minute, but it's getting very popular. Uh, it's basically digital money, um, which is going to be very important in the future for one reason, taxes. Okay, let's hop into it. Tax, you want to hop into it let's now? Let's hop into So, you know, uh, everything is, is going pretty crazy with inflation and taxes. Um, capital gains, taxes probably going to double. Um, I think they said in like 20 years, it's expected for your like 401k plan to be taxed like 40%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Um, Get your business, y'all. And that's not even the key. What? We're gonna talk about okay, so let's talk about taxes first. So the 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 taxes are about to double, quadruple, and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so you gotta figure out how to reduce that. 
I'm not gonna say get around it, but yeah. how to reduce it. Uh, the rich don't get rich by getting rich; they get rich by staying rich, mm-hmm. and that's by avoiding taxes, um, or reducing taxes, I should say. So, there's a lot of it's a loophole in every system, mm. every single one. You just gotta be able to want to be able to find it. Most definitely. Um, so that's what I suggest to do with these taxes coming up. Mm-hmm. Crypto is gonna be a good way um, for that because crypto is untraceable. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so if no, if whoever's afraid of in quote unquote investing, I would say buy it just so you can avoid taxes. Really? Absolutely. Why is that though? Because it's not traceable. So explain this cash app tax thing. So they're 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 gonna be able to because cash app has become so popular <laughs> as far as uh pretty much a bank to bank transfer. Yeah. They're gonna be able to go into your cash app, and now they're going to be able to add that to your taxes. Wow. So, so it's best to be like a lawyer and be like cash on. <laughs> I mean, nah, not really. I mean, the you know, we'll definitely get into how to reduce yeah. your taxes later, but I would say keep it the same and then just make sure your money is working for you in yeah. every possible way so that when your taxes do come up, um, one, you have a plan to reduce them, mm-hmm. and then, you know, don't don't change what you're doing. Just yeah. alter it. Just make it sure that um, you know you're doing things to reduce your taxes or to you know make sure you can pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's nothing that you could do as far as to stop it. Yeah, you can't um, stop it. Yeah. I but, mean, you could. You'd be like, all right, now send me about three hundred <laughs> on cash up. Send the other three hundred on sale. But then you got to think <laughs> the people who sending it. Mm-hmm. If somebody send you three hundred. So, like, let's say you owe me 1200 Yeah. Right? And you send that four times throughout the week. <laughs> right? They're going to catch up. No, not even they're going to catch up. Uh-huh. You'll say Monday you send me three, I withdraw it. Tuesday you send me three, and we do that for four days. Uh-huh. They're still going to catch you with 1200 in your account. So, even sure. though I might not get hit with the IRS from no, uh-huh. knowing they had more than 600 you're going to get hit with it. Yeah, they do me. They get hit. Man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Somebody gonna get caught with, with six hundred. Yeah. So it's nothing you could like really do. Yeah. But it's definitely something you could do if that makes sense. <laughs> Those who get it, get it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. So let me ask you this: understanding what tax write-off is, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what a tax. Or we write off too much, and then we're like. Oh, now I want to get a house. Right. You can't get a house because you don't. Right. So, um, first of all, I mean, and and understanding that is really uh, goes back to who's in your circle. That's good. Um, you know, if, if you make a certain amount to where you need to write off, you need a CPA. Okay. So, go ahead and pay for a CPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, whatever you can that goes to a, a business expense um, or anything like that. Just simply write it off, but still make sure you have enough in a... Because they're going to know you can't live off your business. Yeah. Like, technically, you're not paying rent from your business. Exactly. Some people can, Yeah. but, you know, depending on your office space and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But 1200 a month, 1500 a month, it's not coming from your business. Your yeah. business don't live there. Yeah. So uh, it's really just making sure you're doing right yeah. by the bylaws of the taxes, but... Um, I would definitely say, you know, invest in a, a CPA. CPAs aren't really expensive. 
Um, but I would definitely say invest in CPA when it comes to that. Because I do tax write-offs for everything. Me riding over here was business. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely got taxed off. Oh, the yeah. Car. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this generous was just high. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, let's talk about generational wealth and legacy. That's what this podcast is mainly about. How do we have true generational wealth? All right, so I got a question for you. Most definitely. What do you think is the easiest way to create generational wealth? And it may be a business, an investment, or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? Multiple streams of income. What if I told you it wasn't? Really? Would you believe me, first of all? No. You probably wouldn't? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to tell you it's not. Wow. It's not. Because what if I had seven streams of income, but I lost all seven? That's true. So throughout, let's say, and it took me 40, 45 years mm-hmm. to gain seven streams of income, I lost all seven. Yeah. Now I'm back at square one, <laughs> generational wealth gone. Yeah. So most people, most people want to create generational wealth. Like if this bottle, water bottle was generational wealth, mm-hmm. most people want to drink it, yeah. leave some left over, leave it on the table, then walk away and have their heirs take over. Yeah. Some people are going to have to leave this full. Most definitely. Right. Everybody, it has to be a sacrificial lamb sometimes, mm-hmm. right? But having multiple streams isn't the easiest way. It's, it's not. It's life insurance. Mm-hmm. It's life insurance. Let's talk about We can get deep, too. Like, I don't know if you got no time. We got no time. Okay, bet. So <laughs> life insurance is the absolute easiest way to create generational wealth. And it's so much, it creates so much leverage. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't like life insurance because they think you have to die. And some people, and I understand it because if I've worked my butt off to be successful, I want to enjoy some of it. Yeah. Right. But I could tell you, I could tell you, you could have $1.5 million in life insurance, mm-hmm. right? Untouchable. You can't touch it. Yeah. Right. And it won't break your pockets. But you could still be successful in your other endeavors. Would you sign up for it? Yeah. Absolutely. So no matter what I've done over here, mm-hmm. I've still created a, a blanket of $1.5 million. Yeah. And then, but that's just the minimum life insurance. So that's just, that's the cheapest life insurance. If you really want to get, like, rich and create generational wealth, yeah. you get uh, a policy that allows you to build your own bank. Mm-hmm. And... You could build your own, literally build your own bank, uh, and you can avoid taxes. How is that? Because life insurance is non-taxable. Oh wow! You'll never. There's no life insurance that's taxable. Wow. As far as when you withdraw, really? you gotta pay taxes. It's not one. Even if I leave, if I leave money behind to three generations from now through life insurance, yeah, it's not taxable. Really? Absolutely. And they just get the whole thing. The whole thing. So if I want to leave 1.5, they're going to get 1.5. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So that's the that's the easiest way um, to create generational wealth um, is through life insurance. And there's also policies where um, that come with cash while you're living. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't like life insurance because it talks about or it has to do with when you die. Yeah. But there's policies that you can accumulate millions of dollars when you're alive. Like I got a client right now. Mm-hmm. I got a few. They make, on average, about fifty thousand. Yeah. But when they retire, 
like one girl when she retires, she'll have about one point five million in cash. Really? And she'll have about two million to leave behind. So it's other policies other than life insurance that you can accumulate money from. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. So it's a it's called an index universal life. Mm. So um if you put so basically if you put a if you get an index fund in the stock market mm-hmm. and you invest four hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. when a child is one, by the time they're twenty five They'll come out with about, I forget the exact number, but it's about $3 million. Oh. So any index fund grows at a rapid interest rate. Mm-hmm. So you add an index fund mm-hmm. with life insurance. Yeah. So now I got a fund that's growing at a rapid interest rate with cash, mm-hmm. and I got a fund that's growing at a rapid interest rate in death benefit. Oh, wow. So now I can have the leisure of enjoying the fruits of my labor. Mm-hmm. While also making sure my generational wealth is secure. That's good. And one thing that I like about um, IULs versus, because somebody could be like, okay, well, what if I just want to invest in the stock market? Yeah. Cool, but um, IULs never go down. That's good. So my in stock market and investing, I could lose money. Yeah. You'll never lose money in a life insurance policy. That is true. So that's the easiest, the safest investment. So what if like somebody stopped paying their life insurance policy? Okay, so let me ask you this. Why would you do that? Because if you got a budget, I'm put it like this. If you got a budget life insurance, uh-huh. it's probably not for you right now. Yeah. That policy. Yeah. Because when it comes to priorities, mm-hmm. it's not going to fall on your top three Yeah. if something happens. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So always make sure, one, you can afford it. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Making sure you're safe. But I will say this. If you get an IUL, mm-hmm. you can withdraw and pay it. Oh. Spicy, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can withdraw and pay it. So yeah. let's say I come a hard time for six months. Yeah. I could withdraw. Let's say I'm paying 200 a month. Yeah. I could withdraw 200. Oh. Pay it. It still get the same interest rate. Still growing. So you have one that you can tap into right now, but you also have one that you can't tap into. Absolutely. But your people can tap into. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. So <laughs> you get the best of both. It's called a perm term combination. Okay. So you get a term that's just for your, your heirs, mm-hmm. right? You could probably you can get term. I got clients who pay, like if you buy bought this bottle of water every day for the rest of your life, you'll pay more for the bottle of water than the term policy. Absolutely. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. So, um, you could get like one. You can get a million dollars for less than fifty dollars a month. Wow. Depending on your age and everything. Really. Yeah. So, what what age do you think people should start doing, tapping into life insurance? I got I got clients that I got. <laughs> I got a client whose daughter was just born. She's not even one. She got life insurance. Are you serious? Yeah. So by the time she's eighteen, I just looked at her policy today. By the time she's eighteen, she'll have about four hundred thousand. Are you serious? Yeah. But she can't tap into it. Yes, she can. Why can't she? Oh, she can tap into it. Nobody she can else. tap into it anytime. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. My mama called me. Now, sleeping. now, now, the, the whoever is paying the policy can put restrictions on it. That's what I'm saying. Right. So he might not want her to tap into it till eighteen. Yeah. Till. I mean, I don't know no 17-year-old that's going to need 400000 Yeah, 25. So, yeah, so <laughs> you can create those restrictions depending on uh, if you're the owner or not. But, yeah, so she'll college fund taken care of. It's so many reasons why you would use a IUL. Yeah. Like, let's say I wanted to have a college fund. Right? Yeah. But let's say my daughter or my child at 18 decides not to go to college or they want to go to college late. Yeah. You know, with the average college fund, you got a time limit on when you can use that money. That's true. And if you don't use that money, it's gone. Really? It's gone. Oh. 
Yeah. It messed up. Yeah. So <laughs> how can I get around that? Yeah. Oh, you will. I got access to money at any time. Yeah. Let's say, uh, like we were talking about the 401k plans, mm-hmm. 20 years, they're probably going to be taxed 40%. I could use an IUL. I would rather have IUL anyway. I wouldn't want no 401k exactly. plan. Exactly. And the reason why you don't want to, why you would prefer an IUL than a 401k is because I could withdraw at any time. There's no limit, no age yeah. limit. And there's no taxes, no That's penalty. You're giving some juicy deals to these you know what people. I'm saying? Y'all should be paying for this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good. You know, so, yeah, that's the, that's the absolute easiest way to create generational wealth, legacy, all of that. So, let me ask you this. Some, so say somebody starts a life insurance company. Mm-hmm. Is it is it better to start a life insurance company or to just find somebody who already got it? What would you prefer somebody to do? Uh, well, one, I would I would tell somebody to be a broker, not an agent. That's good. Um, Break down broker versus agent real quick. So 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 uh, okay. So State Farm has agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty Mutual has agents. Mm-hmm. They are tied to the agency. Mm-hmm. So State Farm is tied to State Farm. Yeah. Liberty Mutual is tied to Liberty Mutual. Uh, I myself, as a broker, mm-hmm. I work for the client, not the carrier. Got you. So when you go to State Farm, you can only get stuff that State Farm can offer you. Yeah. When you come to me, you can get stuff that over 100 carriers gotcha. can offer because I'm contracted with 100 carriers. Mm-hmm. So it's like having an investment broker. Your investment broker isn't tied to the investment he tied to you. Mm-hmm. So in turn, your broker is going to get the best deal possible for you. Yeah. So I would encourage people, if you can sell, mm-hmm. go into insurance. The finance industry creates the most millionaires. It's statistically proven. Really? Yeah, it's finance and then real estate. Yeah. And then technology. Yeah, so. Make me feel like I need to go on the <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. in the business of <laughs> Multiple streams of income, is it smart to start there or wait? Because you, you know, like what you think about it? Because um, we get this mindset, it's like, oh, you got to have multiple streams of income, money coming in everywhere. But I feel like we're not really consistent. It depends what your multiple is, and then it depends on what you're doing. Like, yeah. I know some people... All off one <laughs> one month they a car salesman. Yeah. Three months later they they paint pictures. Yeah. Four months later they they in another industry. So like, in turn they moving side to side. Yeah. In football they got a saying, uh, the best way to point A to B is straight ahead. Yeah. So instead of going here and here and side to side. Yeah. Let's focus on one thing at a time. That's good. Let's put everything we can into it till it pop. If it don't pop, have enough heart to adjust mm-hmm. and maybe switch lanes. But when we switch lanes, we're going to stick to whatever we're doing. Yeah. Um, so me personally, I don't feel like multiple streams is the first thing to do. I feel like multiple investments may be. That's like true. even if you just putting $10 in some crypto or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like something small. Because I, I know people that pay their rent off of Sheev just last <laughs> night. For real. So, so how do a person get into crypto? Easy. It's, it's literally just, you know, you can download an app, upload a card, and... Because I know Cash App lets you do stocks now. Yeah. So, so um, it's, it's it's as simple as just doing it, really. Yeah. Um, like I said, if, if you want to know what you're doing before, but you don't want to dedicate the time, join a group. That's the easiest way to get yeah. it, is to join a group. Everybody's selling courses right now. That is true. And you want to know why? Why? Because... People want to learn. 
Exactly. People that's, don't want people don't want to bump their head. Yeah, and then when you get the questions, like they can either give you the information or they can be really. You know what I'm saying? So, so like it's how can I how can I how can you show me how to get successful as you without making the mistakes you made? Exactly. Because in anything you do, you're gonna bump your head. Most definitely. But if you can. If you can decrease the amount of yeah. bumps, or if you can at least decrease the pain, yeah. Because this ain't all I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. So nine times out of ten, I don't have time. Yeah. Let alone, I don't have time to bump my head. Yeah. So buy a course. <laughs> buy a course. Buy a course. No I'm matter the price. You, I ain't gonna say no matter the price. But it's I mean, if it works, buy it. nah. I got I got a I got a client that I'm working with. His his crypto course is five hundred a month, but he has a proven. Uh, a proven system, so it's yeah. you know you buy into what you believe. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? If if you ever have a problem with pants, because you don't believe it. That's good. So don't, and if that, my advice would be don't buy it because <laughs> if it don't work as quick as you want it to work, yeah, you ain't gonna want to you ain't because you ain't believed it anyway. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You whatever you willing to believe in, you willing to struggle with at first. Yeah. If you ain't willing to to, to go through the the, yeah. the the small humps, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't buy. Don't even waste, waste your time. Waste your time and your money. money. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Now let me ask you this. Let's talk about PPP money real quick. I know this wasn't in all things. <laughs> I just want to add it. <laughs> uh, I feel like everybody started a business. They went and got PPP money. Some mm-hmm. of us couldn't get it. Some of us could. Was it smart for them to get it? Uh, if it was legit, I, I would believe. You know. It would. I mean, if if you make it work, yeah. If you make it work, I personally didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, yeah, I, that was a little too much, too too much money at one time. Yeah. I don't think I would have did right with it. I wouldn't do it. So I I didn't personally do it, but I mean, if you if you did right it, and if you an individual who can make it work, yeah, then I guess it it depends on you know the rate of return, yeah, the I investment. Just, I just feel like you know people don't understand about the federal federal government. They know how to wait. I'm staying away from them. Yeah, they can wait. They they yeah, on my way. They I'm, got different, different form of patience. Boy. Good patience. I ain't got it. Yeah, no, nah, I, I stayed away from that. Yeah. yeah. So what? A, okay, let's talk about business setup real quick. How would you tell a business to set themselves up for financial to improve their finances? Don't give them the goal. Just give them the silver side of it. Um, a lot of businesses, especially in an age of social media. It's similar to uh, what we were just talking about. Um, it's the saying, be where your feet at. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm doing, do what I'm doing. Yeah. Don't try to, you know, jump into somebody else's lane. Yeah. Do what you're doing until yeah. it works. That's you good. know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't necessarily have the keys as far as oh, five points in your business <laughs> to be successful. <laughs> but um, whatever you set out to do, mm-hmm. just just do that. Yeah. And just do it until it works. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And that'll improve finances. Yeah. A great salary for for small business owners. What do you think that is? It depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really think, I ain't going to say that. Um, <laughs> it depends on what you're doing. It, it just depends on what you're doing, how you scaling it, um, you know, what you're putting into it. Yeah. Things of that nature. Um you know, everybody has a business, but everybody can't sell. That is true. So it, it depends on the person. <laughs> Service versus product. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily for me, I jumped into an industry. Not only can I sell, but I jumped into an industry where it's like this. This is how I see it. It's, it's three things in this industry. Mm-hmm. 
So if I come to a meeting or I introduce myself to somebody, I'm in a I'm in a solution based industry. Mm-hmm. So, which is one of the best ones to be in. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I can either fix a problem mm-hmm. that you have, right? But if I can't, it's because like if somebody turns down services for me, it's probably because it's three it's three reasons. Mm-hmm. You either have this problem already fixed. Mm-hmm. You don't have this problem yet, but you will. Mm-hmm. So that means I'll stay top of mind. Yeah. And you'll you'll call me sooner or later. Yeah. Or you can't really afford to have this problem fixed right now. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those three things. So in this type of industry, I'm always needed. Yeah. So now my business can grow because I'm always needed. Now I just gotta stay top of mind. Yeah. So I'll reach out to a client ten to fourteen times in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Because I, I got to stay top of mind. Whenever yeah. this problem pops up, whether it be life insurance, retirement planning, mm-hmm. um, you know, health insurance, or uh, you want to reduce your taxes because they talking about 40% on <laughs> capital gains, I got to stay top of mind yeah. because you going to need me. Yeah. And, you know, people people go to where they need you, not you need them. That's true. So if businesses seem beggy, Mm-hmm. Or, or needy for yeah. their, they're not going to, why, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Why are you pressing? I'm supposed to need your product more than you need my service. Yeah. Nor do you need my sale. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just I just personally lucked up to be in the right industry, honestly. Yeah, you, you did your thing on that one. <laughs> Let's talk about financial freedom real quick. What is the best way to start moving into financial freedom that you would say? Life insurance. Yeah. Easy. Life yeah. insurance. What is it to be financially free to you? To be able to be comfortable to do whatever I have to do, navigate my money the way it needs to be navigated. I don't have to be like, dang, I can't get this this week. Got to wait. Financial freedom is being able to say, I want it. I can go ahead and get it. I know how to budget my money, and Mm -hmm. I know how to keep my money. That's financial freedom. Okay, so it's two things. Keep your expenses as low as you can, and then get an IUL. There we go. Plain and simple, because you're not going to be where you at forever. No. So if you make it, I'll put it like this, if you make at least $50,000 a year, you need mm-hmm. an IUL. Because at that at that pay rate, mm-hmm. you're either doing something on the side to increase yourself mm-hmm. or you're going to do something within the company or business that you're in to yeah. increase yourself. So let's just say based off inflation, our salary is going to increase. Mm-hmm. 10 years, it might go from 50 to 80, mm-hmm. 80 to 120, mm-hmm. right? So most people think financial freedom is bringing it in. Yeah. It's putting it out. That's good. Because whatever I put it out to, mm-hmm. I need to make sure whatever I'm putting it out to brings something in. Yeah. So, um, you know, going back to a safe investment mm-hmm. other than, you know, sitting down, taking a year and learning crypto. Most yeah. people are not going to learn it because they ain't patient. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, it takes you, a lot of work. I'm not. It doesn't. To understand it, I would like. I promise you it I feel like stocks is a little bit easier than crypto. I promise you it don't. It's not. You paint crypto. No market. No market is hard. It's, it, we live in a microwave era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it. yeah. So with five minutes, I'll put it like this: if 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 I told you, if I told you it was gonna take you a year mm-hmm. to learn the crypto market, you probably wouldn't want to no, do I would. it. You probably would. Most people would. Most though. people, yeah, most people. Would. You know what I'm saying? Or if I told you it's gonna take you a year and a half, and really I could say that based off the minimum, it might take you longer because of who you are. Yeah. Right. So, like, only God knows how really long it would take us. So, yeah. if God was to sit sit down next to us <laughs> and be like, it's gonna take you three years 
to learn crypto, and then you'll be successful. Most people probably will start it, yeah. and then they'll veer off yeah. when it get too hard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I mean, life insurance—you don't gotta do no more. Pay your premium. Pay my premium. My my money will grow at a high interest rate, and I secure enough money to leave behind in my heirs. This is a better version of 401k. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You putting money in your 401k already? And then you think it's good because they matching you. Yeah. But everything they match, they finna take out in taxes. You really think it's good because that's what you grow over here. That's really. <laughs> you don't hear my son say, I got to put some money in my IUL. And then most people think they covered by their life insurance through their job. Yeah. No. And they ain't doing them but paying for your funeral. Exactly. And ain't leaving nothing behind. That's crazy. The average funeral costs 10 to, 10 to 15,000. That is true. Most people have that in life insurance. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. If you're not leaving a million dollars in life insurance to behind to your family, you are doing your family injustice. That's good. Because it's so easy. Yeah. And then I I I I'm contracted through one of the most popular um insurance companies to where if you get sick while you're alive, mm -hmm. they'll cover you through that insurance. Wow. Chronic 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 and critical illness. Wow. So and right now we're doing a lot of work with nurses and um um churches. Wow. So talk about that. All right, so we're doing a lot of work with nurses because the nursing the nursing industry uh, you know, everything that's going on with that, mm -hmm. people are quitting, want to, you know, they're not seeing the benefit of being to work other than the money that they're throwing in their face. Yeah. Right? So if you catch, based on your insurance through your job, mm -hmm. most at most hospitals, they don't cover your chronic critical illness. Yeah. So with this insurance, with the type of insurance that I deal with, you are covered through chronic, chronic and critical illness. So mm -hmm. if I catch COVID while I'm on the job, yeah. I don't have to pay no deductible. My, yeah. my, my life insurance is going to take care of it. Oh wow! I was saying leverage. People don't. That's why people don't be successful. Yeah. They don't leverage what they they money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying there's a phrase in, in in football. I know I keep going back to football. He's it's a, a phrase in football, football player, called the the low man wins the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. So whoever has the most leverage has the most power. Yeah. So if I leverage every dollar that I have, I have the most power over my uh, situation, over my outcome. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and with churches, so all right. So put like put it like this. So. Everybody wants to talk about keeping money in the black community, mm -hmm. right? But they're limiting themselves to only spending money with the black people. Very limited. But if I spend my money with you mm -hmm. and you spend your money in another culture, yeah. it depletes the point. Exactly. Right? So what's, what's, what I'm doing and what my firm is doing with churches are we're keeping money in, in the black community, Yeah. Um, you know, you tell me another gathering where you can have 100-plus people on a week-to-week on a -week basis other than church. Exactly. So what we do is imagine a system, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You you could probably say that most churches or the church you went to, your mother went to, mm -hmm. and your, her grandmother or your grandmother went to, mm -hmm. right? So most churches um, are generationally passed down. Yeah. So imagine your mother, mm -hmm. right, or... Um, yeah, imagine your mother played an important role in the day-to-day -day operations. Mm -hmm. That might be usher. Mm -hmm. That might be, you know, whatever. However the church sees fit yeah. as important. And if something was to happen to her, the day-to-day -day operations might take a little bit of a turn. Yeah. Right? She was important to the day-to-day -day operations. So let's say in order to create generational wealth through the black community, mm -hmm. let's say this church put in an insurance policy mm -hmm. on your mother. Yeah. Right. And let's say the church paid the policy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then let's say, you know, in an unfortunate event that something was to happen to your mother, mm 
um, or, or any individual, let's say that there was a split between the death benefit. Yeah. Of let's say the death benefit was one point two million. Yeah. We have now created generational wealth by putting by leaving money in that generational church mm-hmm. as well as leaving money with behind to the uh, heirs of that family. Yeah. And then we could even if you wanna you wanna make it even more attractive, right? Let's say uh, your mother paid tithes to this church yeah. on a, on a on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. We can put an agreement in place to where a portion of her tithes goes to her life insurance policy, which is good. Absolutely. So now we've kept money in in the church, mm-hmm. right? And then we've also created money through generational wealth through a church and through a family. Yeah. So let's say we do this for every parent, mm-hmm. and then you could have more than one policy. Yeah. So now the church might be paying two policies for this one woman or three policies for this one couple. Mm-hmm. Each policy is worth 1.2, right? Hmm. You're looking at over $3 million. Yeah. And you're looking at it still being within both families' budget because it's a split yeah. on who's paying it. Yeah. Right? So let's say this family had three children. <laughs> let's say we split 1.2 yeah. three times because it's three policies. Yeah. Each child has now been left, whatever the split agreement is, let's say it's 50-50 for sake of argument, each child has now left been $750,000, and the church has now made $750,000 three times, and it can be invested back into exactly. the church. That's how you keep, you know, you want to know who, who takes the most advantage of life insurance? Who? The Jewish community. Really? Absolutely. Why is that? Because it works. It works. It works. It works. I wonder yeah. why, how they know about it. Everybody knows about it. You know, Black you know what's crazy? Know we know about it. We just don't. Do, we just don't use it. Yeah, cause we think, oh, can't get that. Exactly. <laughs> That's a waste of time. Then we be crying on the film. Like, yeah. We ain't got leverage. nobody to help. We don't use our. We don't use leverage the best way we can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. But yeah, that's what we doing with churches right now, as well as just flat out financial literacy. Yeah. Um, I'm personally working with about seven churches right now, but my firm has partnered with about fifteen over the last two three wow. weeks. Yeah, like one of my associates, he's actually um, doing an eight-week or eight-series show on Hope TV with this church in Decatur. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, that's the easiest way to, to create generational wealth. Life insurance. Life insurance. Y'all better get y'all some life insurance. Don't give me some. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you know who the Vanderbilts are? Yeah. Do you know what they've ever done? Do you know, Do you three generations back, do you know what they did? No. Exactly. That's legacy. That is true. That's legacy. <laughs> Most people want to be legends versus a legacy. That's true. You know who the Vanderbilts are, mm-hmm. but you don't know what they did, and you only know their last name. Oh, yeah, I don't know their name. I don't know what they've ever done, yeah. but I know they're the Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers. Yeah. I, I would have to sit down and read a book on what they've done. Most definitely. I have to right? go Google. But a famous person, you can know their first, last name, what they did, mm-hmm. but you don't know none about what they, about no legacy to their family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So what what if I told you the Vanderbilt was created off of life insurance? Next next question. Really? <laughs> next question. <laughs> it's easy. Are you serious? It's easy. Wow. It ain't about what I got, it's what I leave behind. That's good. It's what I leave behind. Yeah. What if I brought food in here, right? But uh-huh. I ain't bringing none in for you to eat right now. That's messy. It's messed up, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I left enough for you to eat once I leave? You'll be good, right? No, I won't be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just play out. <laughs> yes, you would. You'd be good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's it's not about what I got now. It's about what I leave behind. Most definitely. I got, like I said, I got 50 th- clients that make 50K a year. Wow. And they're going to make 
one point six on eight sixty five. Wow. And they can access that at any time. IUL. I've literally created a, I ain't gonna say I created you've it, created a system to where you could become a millionaire by making less than a million dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so. <laughs> <laughs> what the world? That's crazy. Now, let me ask you this real quick. Best ways to budget your money. The best place? Best ways. Oh, that's easy. Go back to, to, to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, if at all possible, lower your expenses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with the surplus of that you have money left over, yeah. allocate it to something. Yeah. Compound interest. It's the easiest way to get rich easy. as well. Yeah. I, I've interest. heard a lot about that. Yeah, compound interest. We listened to that when we was in economic class. Nah. We were like, what I don't even remember hearing that. I remember hearing <laughs> it. I was probably sleeping. I remember somewhere. writing the word, but I don't remember the definition. I was probably asleep. You were not there. Or in detention somewhere, maybe. Yeah, and then walk right into it. <laughs> yeah, compound interest is the easiest, it's one of the easiest ways to uh, budget your money. Put your money somewhere to where it's going to grow. Yeah. All that. I mean, but like, I would tell somebody to budget their money even all the way down to. How they spend it, like yeah. where I'm spending the past bills. Yeah. So how much money am I spending on clothes a month? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything like that, and whatever I have left over, allocated to some type of investment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's cash flow versus assets? Tell me about that real quick. Liquid versus unliquid. Yeah. So if I pull my wallet, I give you a hundred. Uh-huh. That's cash, right? Yeah. But if I pull, like, let's say, okay, let's say I pull my my crypto. Yeah. Uh, a hard drive out and give it to you. That's considered an asset. Cause yeah. It's not. It's not liquid cash. Like you can't take that to a store right next door. Yeah. And pay for something with it. That's so that's true. the difference. And in turn, I want to have more assets than that. Yeah, I would rather have assets versus cash flow. Absolutely. Or both. Nah, I want more assets. More assets, yeah. But give assets. me a little cash flow. Just I mean, a little bit. <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna lie. You could give me. I'm. I'm a. Be completely honest. As yeah. long as I got enough to pay my bills, give me assets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah that part. Yeah, because the more money they print, the less your money, your 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 cash gonna be worth. Yeah, twenty dollars so. is the new one dollar. <laughs> Go quick. Yeah. What's a twenty? Man, it won't even fill up my tank no more. When I bought my car a year ago, twenty two dollars would fill up. Yeah. Two years ago, maybe 20, yeah. $22. Yeah, I was riding everywhere. Good. Now. <laughs> I'm riding a bike. Trying to tell you. Yeah. About 65 just to. We almost carpooled over here. (laughs) 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 We'll zoom. Yeah. We'll zoom now. Yeah, man. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the best way for people to come to realization like, hey, I need insurance. I need this. I need to create generational wealth. What what was it to make you hop on it? Because I feel like a lot of people in our culture we don't really understand it. We think generational wealth comes to multiple streams of income. I don't know who we got it from, but that's what, that's what we think. I'm going to tell you where we got it from. <sighs> we always thought we had to work for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be honest. I done seen multiple people make or or work. Yeah. To, I've never seen somebody work two, three jobs and be rich. Exactly. So what is multiple streams? In, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I got to work for it, it ain't, it, ain't really, it ain't really worth it. Yeah, it ain't You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, you know, it's not about really the streams. It's really about where you allocating your money to. That's good. If I can't make money in my sleep, it, it ain't worth it no more. Yeah. But I think the realization that 
I, I got to create generational wealth is coming from the times that we in. A lot of people mm-hmm. are realizing that you don't got to work. I think COVID make everybody realize you ain't got to work. It changed everybody's perspective. What? Changed yeah. mine. So it's, I put it like this. COVID made everybody realize I was struggling before COVID. Yeah, same here. Struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. While COVID came, I was still struggling. I wasn't working. Really? That's what a lot of people was doing. They uh, were still uh, struggling to pay their bills yeah. and they wasn't working. Yeah. So if I'm if the struggle is gonna be at the same rate. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So I think a lot of people realize, you know, you don't really have to trade your time for money anymore. Yeah. Um, but people really I think that's the first step. Yeah. Realizing like, okay, my mom, her mom, we was all doing something wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now let's figure out how we can make it right. Yeah. I think that's the the first step. Um, and then the next step is calling my phone. Exactly. Go ahead and tell me who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next step is getting in contact with an insurance broker, um, you know, uh, and then really just getting around some people that uh, can can change a situation, can change uh, your perspective, Yeah. really. Because, I mean, you got people making 75 k a, a year, 100 k a year, and they feel like they're not. Yeah. And that's you doing something wrong. That's what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you really just got to change, you know, your perspective, um, you know, where you allocating your money to, yeah. things of that nature, and get you some life insurance. Each, I'm going to be honest. If you got five kids, you need five policies. Or you need a, mi- a million a kid. That's it. A million a kid. It ain't, and nine out of ten, if you can afford to, the maintenance of mm-hmm. paying for five <laughs> children, you can afford. You can afford. You know what I'm saying? A big policy for. <laughs> the maintenance again? Oh, it's maintenance. It's maintenance. You know what I'm I don't know about we personal know, experience, but, but I've heard it's maintenance. Little birds and little For those who got five kids, get you some life insurance. It's not enough just to have a business to pass down. Mm-hmm. Pass down some insurance. Cause you no, I'm telling you, passing down debt. Exactly. No, I was like, why am I pass my business down? I mean, yeah, you can come in and do what you do, but. And then what if your kids don't even want your business? What if they run it in the ground? What if they don't even want it? Yeah. You just inherit, gave me something I don't even want. Exactly. I don't want nothing to do with with, with you painting nails. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't even know how to put them on. Why would you give me this? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't even know how to work a curling at. Why would you give me this? So, yeah. yeah, Nah, uh, life insurance. You know, it's it's the it's easy. It's too easy. Yeah, it's way too easy. Most definitely. So, Justin, tell everybody who you are, how we can get in contact with you, and everything. All right. So, the easiest way to get in contact with me is probably through phone or social media. He's not on social media right now. <laughs> I'm taking a little social media fast for about the next few days. But yeah, we back on that soon. Yeah, we back on that soon. But uh, my phone number is eight zero three two two eight ten eighteen. You can text or call me. Um, my email, you probably shouldn't email me. You, I mean, you can, but you check I know I check my email. I'm on my email every day, That's but most people ain't going to email you at first. Not the first conversation. They will. Some people. Yeah. Okay. So you got some emailers? I got some emailers. All right. So <laughs> my email, uh, is jbrown at G-A-M-S-G dot biz. Uh, my phone number is 803-228. My social media handle is live strong, J-B-L-I-V. Strong JB. Perfect. And Justin, we're so glad to have you. You gave us a lot of knowledge on yeah. generational wealth and legacy. I can't wait to have you back again. When you gonna have me back? I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna next time you have me back. 
All right, let me put it like this. Next time you have me back, I'm going to show you the blueprint on how to build your own bank. All right, y'all. We're going to have a blueprint on build your own bank coming in in, like, next month, y'all. Yeah. Just be coming <laughs> back next month, y'all. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Most definitely. Thank I you for you. coming. Appreciate right. you for having me. All right, y'all. Keep creating.